Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what is going on? It is Friday. This is your host, Derek O'Cree. We are here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, about ready to talk some Lions football. And this is going to be one of the bigger shows of all time. And because of that, I think you need to fill up your glass real quick before we uh, serve up this Detroit Kool-Aid. So drink it in, everybody. Drink it in. So I I got a big guest here on the show. And the reason this is a a big, a huge guest on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I've been trying to get this guy on for a long time. It's hard to get him. Busy man. This guy could talk some sports. He's got some hot takes. He's got some great opinions. And, and you know, on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, I'm not trying to go get Kyle Mikey and his horrible haircut. I'm not trying to get that guy from the free press. You know, I call him the DB here on the show. I'm trying to get buddies, people I know, people that know their sports, love the Lions, and know how to talk some smack. And I think I got a really good guy that can do all of those and more today. So everybody, I'm excited to have him on. It's going to be a fun show. My buddy, Brian Nicewanger, a.k.a. Chops, a.k.a. Choppy Chop. The man, the myth, the legend is here on the show. Chops, I'm so glad you're here. What's going on, man? How you doing? Ogie, what's up, buddy? How you doing, man? It's good to be on the show. Finally, uh, finally breaking my debut on the Detroit <laughs> Kool-Aid cast. Oh, man, it's incredible. Like you say, just me and you have been buddies for a long, long time. You, you love hockey, you know, you love the Lions, you know your sports, me and you love to butt heads and have fun. So I think we'll uh, get your takes on a lot of things here, as well as, uh, you know, me and you might have to battle it out on a couple of things. We never know. But before we do that, again, everybody, drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. Let's do this thing. Drink it in. Uh... Choppy Chop, I, I got to throw this right off the bat to you because you were actually at my place. We're watching Conor McGregor get ready to fight. The TV, bottom line, one of my eight TVs that I got in the old uh, man cave there shows up and says, Matt Stafford and the Detroit Lions have mutually agreed to part ways. I mean, you jumped out of your chair. You were so fired up. You've been wanting this for a long time. Just talk the people through what that emotion was like, why you were so excited. I mean, I want to hear it. Oh, baby. Let me set the stage for you, Oak. January 23rd, McGregor (laughs) versus Poirier 2. Yes. At the Oakry Man Cave. And what are we doing, man? We're kicking back some brews. We're hanging in the man cave. And I see scroll across. I say, whoa, Oak, Oak, what was that, man? What did that say? Kick it back, kick it back. <laughs> and we stare at the screen and I see it. Lions and Matt Safford mutually agree to part ways. Oh, baby. 
I just, I jump out of my seat. I'm dancing around. I'm doing the happy dance, man. I, that was like, I love Matt Stafford. Don't get me wrong. He poured his heart and soul into this team, but it was time, man. It was time to cut, cut the ties. We had a new regime, new GM, new coach, new everything, cut it clean and let's go, baby. Let's go. It, it was it was great. I mean, just see how you, you had been kind of on that fence for a while. You know me. I'm always trying to be positive, always hanging in there with my Lions. But I had kind of reached that point, too, as much as I still would root on Stafford and felt like he was a good NFL quarterback. Like, I was pretty excited about it, too, but not like you. And, Chops, this is your first time on the show. So hopefully if we ever get you back or as you get more, you, you, we, you know we have sound bites on the show. So if you're going to drop an old baby, I mean, at least give me a reason or a second to, to, to do it upright. Oh, 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 baby. <laughs> we usually reserve that for AO here on the show. And, and basically, your reaction to Matt Stafford getting dealt and all this change going down with the Lions was similar to what one of my favorite baseball announcers would say, which we normally, like, that's the sport we shall not speak of. But this was pretty much your reaction. Oh, oh, oh. Woo! <laughs> oh Rod Allen, instant legend. So I want to follow up on that, man. Jared Goff. You, you've been big on Twitter. I mean, you can get a cheap plug in for your Twitter if you want, but you've been big on there talking about, you know, look at this guy. Give him a chance. Team player. I, I'm real excited what they can do. I mean, tell me your excitement for golf, why, and, and why you like what Brad Holmes has been doing. Yeah, man. I mean, look, I, I you know, I was one of the first one, you know, I think a lot of people kind of looked at golf as the throw in on this trade, man, and I just don't see it that way at all. Um, I mean, I'm not telling you that Goff's going to come in there and, you know, be the, the league MVP this year. But, um, I mean, first of all, Brad Holmes absolutely fleeced the Rams. I don't care what you say. I, you know, Agreed. I know you feel you felt that way. You're getting on board with that. But when I when that trade went down, man, I was like ecstatic. Because if you go back and you look, look at the way that Goff's relation. First of all, the way Goff started in the NFL, man, hot as fire, right? Came in. And just that Rams team, yes, they had a great D, but he he lit it up, man. He was great. Takes them to the playoffs, takes them to the Super Bowl. Guy's got more playoff wins and Super Bowl appearances than Matt Stafford even has playoff wins. Start off the <laughs> bat right facts. there. Then yes. you get you get going and you look, and not only did we get a quarterback, dude, we got picks. Baby. Lots of picks. We got picks. Lots so not, of them. <laughs> lots of picks. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I think, uh, I think obviously, you, you know, uh, Goff's relationship with McVeigh soured. I mean, McVeigh himself has gone, come back and said, Hey, you know what? I didn't handle that the right way. I think Goff's got a chip on his shoulder. I think he is in a place now where he, we, he knows we want him, right? These guys, Brad Holmes, Dan Cam, Dan freaking Campbell, they want him. So, you know what? He's got, he's got everything to go out and prove. And I think he's going to do it. So, Choppy, you're basically telling me we're going to hear this a lot with Jared Goff at the helm. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! <laughs> Lots of touchdowns from number 16. And, Absolutely. And here's the thing that, that Chops kept telling me. He he went on a big rant. We, we got to go to the game live and in person in the ATL. And Chops went on an infamous rant, which we can't replicate here on the show. But he just, Matt Stafford's never going to get it done here. I've seen enough. It's been long enough. I, and like you said, to just see your excitement with Goff tells me that you truly believe that Like not only did they they get him and the picks, but you think this guy can come in here and, and be 
you know, a little bit less than, equal to, maybe even better than in some areas. And that excites me a lot because, you know, I'm a picks guy. You know, when I just saw the two firsts and a third, I'm like, yep, yep, (laughs) I will take it because I had reached that point where I knew what we were going to get. I knew every year what it was going to feel like. Stafford makes some wow plays, makes some turnovers be a really good player but not have enough team around him so to get those draft picks as well as like what's what's golf like 26 you know in that range I mean he's he's right in that prime he's rejuvenated as you said I mean I think it's a total fun thing I think Lions fans are so excited to see what Jared Goff can bring just because it's different they know his pedigree they know the talent I mean this guy went number one overall people so let, let me ask you this shot so you're totally in the range of just no quarterback just let Goff do his thing. If he's great, roll with it. If he's really horrible, figure something out later, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, I think we're in such a good spot with Goff right now. I mean, first of all, the guy comes in, he restructures his deal, right? So we get some cap space for his restructured deal. He takes care of us, right? Right off the bat. Brad Holmes talks to him, gets him to restructure the deal, right? So we know he's going to be our guy this year, right? I mean, it just... You got an out clause with him in 2022. That's fine. But to me, it makes sense to run with this guy. You know, we we have a backup quarterback in the queue and use these picks now to get your team better around him. I'm, I'm of the mindset of build the team, get the team going 2021, 2022, build that team, everything around him. And then if Goff just stinks, dude, you can, you could, you know, draft your quarterback next year. Who cares? Or, if he's good or serviceable or, you know, not terrible, run with him for the next two years and you can draft your quarterback the year after that. So he just gives you so many more options, man. I mean, the two ones, the three, you got a good quarterback. I think we're, we're just in a great spot. And, Oak, you know, you, you know I'm going to have to – let me get on my paper here real quick here. Uh-oh. I got I to take a shot at you right away. Oh, um, you know, I didn't want to do it too early. But, you know, you got to get, get your fighting gloves on, buddy, because here's the thing. <laughs> I remember a reaction from you of, oh, why are the Lions putting it out there that that this is that this is gonna be there's gonna mutually part ways and and uh, you know you know the Oakry GM mindset of well I'm gonna sit back and I'm gonna hold my assets and I'm gonna let people come to me you know Brad right. Holmes basically just took that junk crumpled it up baby threw it in the trash and did what a real GM does and says hey here's my aces. Come get them, baby. Make me <laughs> offers. And guess what happened? Carolina came in. You know, Denver came in. Obviously, the Rams came in. Supposedly, the 49ers came in. You got all these teams coming in and basically just said, oh, yeah, okay, well, I'll see your one. He's giving me a one and a three. What are you going to give me? Oh, oh, okay. I see your Teddy Bridgewater junk. Oh, this guy's going to give me go- – all right, great. So he leveraged the deals. He got a, the best quarterback that we could get and two picks – in the first round and a third. So I, I got to say, Oak, uh, you know, Brad Holmes is the man and you got, you got some, uh, you're, he took you to school, buddy. <laughs> took you to school. All right. Well, I, I, I appreciate this, uh, this boxy match you want to have because I love that on the show and, and you know that I'll punch back, right? Wait for it. Oh, knockout blow and and, and here here's the point i'm not gonna argue when when this came down i did say that and the reason i said that is because a lot of people here in detroit were basically done with matt stafford and thought hell you know if we just let him go or what was it a few years ago people were just like ah just 
just cut him and move on. So like when you come out and you say you're parting ways, yeah, I didn't know that there would be not only such a crazy market, but I just felt like, you know, if you're ready to move on regardless, I mean, do it on the DL or whatever. But they came out. He, he was the first one to the market, which I think was important. If you would have waited to trade Stafford after some of these other deals went down, I don't know that you get that return. But, man, the Rams, I mean, it seems like a lot of the NFL was just really high on this guy. And, again, I've been a supporter. I got plenty of jerseys in the closet with number nine on it. But I know you were a guy, too, that was just kind of like, hey, you know, yeah, he can throw the football. But I need wins. I need playoff wins. I need, like, you know, the play under the biggest lights, all that type of stuff. So, I mean, I agree. It was a little bit different than my take. Congratulations, Brad Holmes. Like, you did well by our football team, but... I mean, yeah, I thought it was surprising that you come out and straight up say that and still get the return they got. I I did think that was surprising. There's no question. But like you say, I mean, we could go back and forth all day. I don't know if you want to counterpunch, but I got to get into we got the draft in two weeks. So I want to get your takes, too, on on what's going down there. So do you want to hit me back and and, and rub it in a little bit more or you want to keep this thing rolling? No, hey, hey, listen, you know, first shot's been thrown. I'm waiting for a good <laughs> counterpunch. I got my, like I said, man, All I right. got my list. I'm queued up, All but right. uh, no. Choppy's got notes here on the show. On with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a whole bullet point, man. I'm ready. I'm ready to go, man. I, I got my, I got you the can tell, out. <laughs> you can tell it's his first time on the show if he has notes. We don't do notes on this show. We just roll. We talk football. So let me throw this next one at you. This one I'm really curious. I'm going to give you the floor. It's just like, man, I can't wait to hear what Chop's going to say on this. I want to know from you, your draft strategy, if you were the GM in this this upcoming draft, and, and kind of what you think the Lions' philosophy will be as well, because we really don't know what Brad Holmes and Dan freaking Campbell is going to do, and I don't have any clue what Chops would do if he was the GM in this situation, so lay it out for me. Oh, man. So you're right. You know, we don't know what Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell are going to do. I mean, I, I trust everything that they've done to this point. I mean, there hasn't been anything where I'm just scratching my head going, uh, what? Um, you know, with that last regime, which we won't even mention names, but, you know, these guys walk around and, and think they're the smartest guys in the room and they're they're trying to outsmart the guy who's outsmarted them. And, outsmart, you know, it's, it's just <laughs> ridiculous. Like there's something, you know, there's blaring, blaring picks staring at you to take and you know they had to go and do something you know that they thought was better which obviously you know where'd that get us but uh but yeah man so we don't know what 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 the gm's gonna do um i'd love to say that i i have his strategy all mapped out but i mean i think he i think we kind of know the kind of people that dan camel wants around i mean you look at at um you know the the staff that he's surrounded himself with all veteran experienced nfl coaches which is great um, but man, we get into this draft and holy quarterbacks, man. I mean, I, I, every time I look at a mock draft, it's got, you know, five in the, you know, three in the top five, three in the, t- you know, four in the top seven, five in the top 10 with crazy. quarterbacks. It's craziness right now. So to me, you know, I think we got to leverage that. I think, I think Brad Holmes is going to, is on the phone. He's, he's ready to go. I think he sees these teams that are, are down a little bit lower past him who need a quarterback. Um, I am in the camp of not taking a quarterback because right now I think that pick is just so valuable to other teams who not, who need a quarterback. So, you know, I don't want to get, you know, I think a little bit further in the show, we'll get down to like specific scenarios on that, but you know, I, I find myself in the trade back camp, right? So if there's a trade back, everybody loves a trade back. Um, but I think too, if there's the guy there that they just love, you, you can't pass it up. 
and we can get into some specific names here, but, um, but yeah, man, that, I'm, I'm in the trade back camp. I'm in the, let the, let the, let the feeding frenzy for the quarterbacks take place and, you know, leverage that uh, and make it better for you. So, cause we got our quarterback for at least a year, maybe two or three. <laughs> yeah. Well, you laid out your man love for, for Jared Goff and I I'm somewhat along there with you. I, I have said on this show multiple times that if it was me, and Trey Lance was there. I think he's a pretty dynamic, you know, big-bodied talent, a guy that can throw it, run it. You know, I'd consider him. I even consider pairing him up with Goff and and doing some packages and getting him on the football field. But now that we get closer, I'm I'm kind of with you that I think that, you know, you got to let that QB pass. It sounds to me like you want a QB on the board at seven so you can trade back. But I do want to put you on the spot here before we kind of take our commercial break and then get into some more stuff. You know, I guess – you the you're the GM or what you're expecting to happen, however you want to take it. Like number seven, you know, Penny Sewell's there, Kyle Pitts, you know, all these different options. Let's just say a multitude of them are there. Well, what's kind of one, two, three, or, or a couple best case scenarios that you're thinking at, at number seven if they do have to make the selection? Okay, for if we're making the selection, obviously it's going to depend on who's there. Um, but man, I want I want a big nasty freak who can catch the ball and who else other than my man Pitts? i mean he's it he's the pick if he's there take him don't even think about it i don't care i don't care that his title is tight end i don't care that we took tj hawkinson two years i don't care get this man to the d because you put him on the outside, you put you can put him anywhere, right? You put you line that man up with TJ and any of these other guys that we got. We got a lot of speed guys. We got a lot of slot guys. Dude, dude's a freak. Get him. Bring him in. That that's a wow take for me. That that's a Frank Ribble quad wow here on the show. I got to drop it. Wow! Wow! <laughs> I I can't believe Chops is coming on the show and and repping Kyle Pitts. That would have probably been one of the last names I thought you would have brought up of all people because you always seem questionable about some of these fringe positions and whatnot. So I've been on that train for a bit, but I'm starting to get on the Penny Sewell train to be quite honest. Like it feels like there's a, a... you know, 60, 40 chance that he could be there. And if I think he is, I think that could make our O-line dominant. But the fact that you want to just snag up pits, which the fact that people have him going like four or five just seems crazy. Like, I feel like it's only a couple spots he could slip and he's obviously there for the Lions. Um, is that so that's your guy? Do you think they would do it? You think the Lions would just say Kyle Pitts, the selection, put the fit 84 on him. Sorry, Herm, and just roll. Yeah, man. I think, uh, I think if he's there, uh, I mean, I, you know, my, my big white, you know, he's my number one pass catcher, right? My number two pass catch, catcher is Jamar Chase. If Jamar Chase is there, you, you got a real decision to think about. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, Jamar is a, a true wide receiver. Um, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little hesitant because he didn't play last year, but those are my one, two, when it comes to pass catchers. And if they're there, you got to take them. I mean, I like our O line right now. Of course, you know, experts will tell you you take somebody on the o-line in the first 10 you never go wrong right they're always worth their pick you know 90 percent of the time wide receivers eh, not so much i mean you look at some of these stats you know the last 10 years wide receivers in the top 10 have not made pro bowls um but the way our team is right now I, we know that pass catching is a huge need for us 
And I mean, I want to, I want to get somebody for golf to sling the ball to man, because like I said, we got our burners. Now just give me that, give me that freak. Wow. That, like I said, I'm, I'm really anxious to see what happens. Cause I think Kyle Pitts really, you, you know, him and Hawkinson dominate the in part inside part of the field. Uh, he's got, the, he's the biggest body in the draft from a pass catching perspective. So the lions don't really have that. They've added some speed. I think that would really be dynamic, especially with Swift in the backfield and whatnot, but they are going to have to address the defense and other areas. So chops, we might as well just talk more draft, but before we do that, like, let's go ahead and get our great sponsors in here. Um, you know, Choppy beat me up a little bit on a couple things. Um, we had some fun here in the beginning of the show. So we're going to sponsors and we come back. I mean, we're talking more draft. I got some things I want to throw out at Chops. He's got some hot takes on a few players that you're definitely going to want to hear. And then I want to ask him kind of, you know, are we fixing the D or are we just bolstering this O and letting it roll as well as kind of where he's at with the 2021 lines when they really hit the field. So everybody will take a quick break. We'll be right back. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. I am fired up i am excited to tell you about one of our new great sponsors now by now most of you have probably heard of reality sports online the powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like a real nfl general manager but the question is have you tried it i mean it's time to go see what the buzz in the dynasty fantasy community is all about Free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, and so much more. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Do you think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. Still not sure? You can test your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. So here's what I need all you guys to do. Head over to Reality Sports Online. You'll hear me talk about it on the show and call it RSO. Head over to Reality Sports Online and check them out right now. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Everybody, I want to take a quick pause and tell you about my other Lions podcast. Now, you know on this show, I serve up that Detroit Kool-Aid on Wednesdays and Fridays. But on my other podcast... That drops on Thursday mornings. That's called Believe. And that's spelled B-L-E-A-V in Lions. Believe in Lions with myself. And Lions legendary safety, Benny Blades. That's right. Me and Benny Blades chop it up talking football. He's hilarious. He makes me laugh. We get in a bunch of arguments. And, you know, he talks about the you all the time. But Benny also talks about 
the Detroit Lions. He was a great player on the field. He has great stories. Love his football knowledge across the board. We have a bunch of fun. So everybody hit that subscribe button. Find it on your favorite podcast platform. Again, that's Believe in Lions, myself and Benny Blades on the Believe Podcasting Network. Check it out. We thank you so much for the support. What's going on, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers? We are back from the break. We thank you so much for listening to the show. It really helps if you hit that subscribe button, share this with a friend, go uh, hit that subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. You can tell tell Alexa, play the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. She'll do it. Um, We're on Amazon Music, all those different things. So please go ahead and check that out, as well as if you leave a review, or you can find me on Twitter, at Derek Oakry. Um, always talking football, fantasy football. Me and Chops are big rivals when it comes to fantasy football. He thinks he knows everything, as you could tell on the show. I usually end up beating him like I did this past year in the playoffs. But uh, Chops, you want to throw out that Twitter or you got anything to promote here on the show? I'll give you a shot here. Yeah, hit me up at Chops in the D on Twitter. So, uh, yeah, I got my following really... going here. You know, Oakry, of course. You know, <laughs> the, it, it, statistically. When you're in 47 leagues, you're going to finish in the top five in at least one of them. And then you're going to tout around your championship belt. So, yeah, oh, yeah no, that's yeah. cool, man. Yes, cool. You, but I will give you props. Man. You did you did take me to the woodshed and whoop me down uh, in our playoffs this year. So in, in the uh, good old reality sports online. But I mean, but, uh, I mean, yeah, not that again, anybody. You, know, you just got to play the numbers. You get in enough <laughs> leagues, you know, eventually, you know, the bird's going to crap on you. I mean, I mean, not that anybody's counting, but I mean, the playoffs and when we were down the ATL, it was the Falcons versus our Lions fantasy football teams and the Lions whooped your tail just like they got a, a victory on the football field where we were going nuts. So, I mean, I'm just saying, just saying. So um, no, nobody wants to hear about our teams, but that, that is some fun competition. If you want to talk hockey. Yeah, I said hockey. Go go, go hit up Chops in the D there and talk some Red Wings hockey, Michigan hockey. Uh, real real good fan there helping me out with my fantasy hockey team, which, which again, I'm, I'm on a streak. I may win the championship, which would be incredible. But we, we got football to talk about. So, Chops, man, um, we got some other players I want to ask you about. You had, a, you had a really scorching hot take, I thought it was recently, about Devontae Smith. You want to go ahead and lay that out for the people? Yeah, man. I look, kid was amazing in college, right? You you can't take anything away they did in college. I I just do not see his game translating into the NFL. You know, everybody's bigger, the game is faster, and you know, I don't think he's going to be able to stand up to these corners when they're putting him up, standing him up on the five yard line. And he, I think they're going to push him around like a rag doll, man. I don't, I mean, I'm, I just can't see it. I cannot see him going to a team and just blowing up like, a, you know, I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these people are putting him up over chase, which I just is mind boggling to me. Um, I just don't see it. I, I, you know, and I'm not going to apologize for it because I think he, his game just does not translate to the NFL to me. So mark it down. April 15th, Chop says, Smith going to be a bust. Oh, man. Yeah, I was looking for my my sad horn drop or something funny because I'm I just I I just can't go with you on that one. This guy's so silky smooth. I I mean, am I taking him at seven? No, but 
Do I think he's just going to be a nightmare to cover in the NFL? Yes. <laughs> like the kid is just smooth as silk. He can run every route. You can't get your hands on him. Like I just think he'll be dynamic both on the NFL football field and especially in fantasy football. But um, you know, we we can beg to differ on that. I thought that was interesting that you think he's just going to get beat up. Everybody is making a big thing of his weight, and Benny Blades loves him because he won the Heisman Trophy. And I'm like, hey, Benny, like you know, I like the kid, but I'm not taking him at seven. Okay. Okay, um, but there are some mocks out there that have him. I haven't seen many mocks that have him above Jamar Chase, but people are pretty high on him. So let me throw another Alabama receiver at you. You know, Jalen Waddle's been talked about a lot. This guy's got crazy speed. I, I brought up some tape on him, and, man, he just runs away from people. Um, he had some injury issues, but seems to be a really good kid that people are. I know Jeff Risden from Lions Wire is like, man, this is my pick at seven for the Lions. He's a game changer. He's the type of guy they need. Run the card to the podium is is you know pretty much what he was saying uh, to some degree. So where are you at with Jalen Waddle if that was the pick, or what's your thought of the player? Um, I like I like Waddle. I think he's a good receiver. I definitely have him over Smith. Um, when it comes to the Bama receivers, uh, size is a little <laughs> bit of concern for me for the Lions. Um, you're right. You no, know, he's 5'10. Um, you know, he, he, pretty light. He does not, he, I don't think he's the guy. I think we have enough of his type of guy on our team. Um, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be upset if they did take him. He's, you know, he's, he's got blazing speed. You know, he is definitely explosive. Um, he just, I mean, he just pops off the line of scrimmage, man. I mean, I love his tape is fun to watch in college. Let me get you, but, uh, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily love him on our squad. So I think someone's going to love him. I can see, you know, someone like the Eagles going him and loving him. Um, but, uh, maybe Miami, but I just, you know, I don't, I don't want him on my team the way we're built right now. Chops, let me ask you this, like, the the Lions for the last, gosh, like five, six plus years, it seems like they've had those big body go up and get it guys. Now, I don't know that the guys we have now have what Waddle has, but I do think we have speed to some degree as well as guys that can, can get up over the top of the defense and maybe catch some deep balls. I mean, I, I think Lions fans might be watching some of these guys compared to what they're used to seeing, and I don't know, might say this. <laughs> I think they might be wowed by some of the speed and different type of receivers. Are you excited about kind of like the new type of, of wide out and maybe even some of the new defenders, new type of offense, everything that we're going to see that's brand new with the lions. Yeah, absolutely, man. I am, I am totally stoked about, um, you know, what we're, what, <laughs> first of all, what Dan Campbell and his staff is going to do with the, the team that we have, um, you know, I, the defense, uh, yeah, historically bad last year. Right. So, but I think, um, he's going to have to evaluate what he's got and he's going to have to start going into putting people in a position where they can actually do things well, that they're good at. You know, I think, I, I don't know what, I mean, I don't, I don't know what Matt Patricia was doing. I'll just put it out there. And I hate to even say that guy's name, Matt, Pat, whatever, man, <laughs> dude, who knows what the heck they were doing. It was so bad. You know, don't give me a rocket scientist when I just needed a, a defensive coordinator. Okay. Is, 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 is that what I got to say? Do you, you want to throw I me think, under the bus again? Because I was a big be Matt Pat guy for a while. More out of the people that we. You want to throw me under the bus for being a Matt Pat guy or what? This is your chance. No, no. L- listen, you, you drank the Kool-Aid. 
And I and listen, I was a Matt Pat guy for a while too, man. I thought, I, you know, I, I liked, I know a lot of people cringe about the Patriot way, but man, I was on board for, uh, for a couple of years there, but man, it, it, the wheels came off the bus. And then yeah. I was just like, okay, just pull the bus over and set it on fire because it's done. It's another one where I'm just like trying to root on my team. I'm trying to believe in this new way. And like you did know after probably that second year that, I mean, this guy just doesn't have it. I don't know what it is. He might be book smart, but on the sidelines, he's just look like a dope. I mean, Charles Barkley has a lot to say about him. That's terrible. Yeah, exactly, Charles. That's what I thought every time I turned the games on on Sunday. That's terrible. Exactly. So I, I'm i just real excited. And I think Lions fans, are, everything's brand new. Everything's different. You know, we went from big body receivers to speed guys. We went from, you know, plugging, plotting tackles and linebackers to freaky penetrators up front and, and linebackers with speed and athleticism. I think that's going to be incredible. So you talked about a trade down. I mean, we, we've kind of hit on that on some other shows. Like to me, it's New England you know, maybe coming up, it's, it's, you know, a Denver, maybe coming up, uh, Washington. Those are kind of like my three main options. And I would love a trade down as well. If, if they do trade down into the middle of the round, I mean, you've been, we've been talking offense, speed, all this stuff. We know the defense is terrible. And Charles just told us that multiple times. So it's like, how are we going to get that fixed? If you trade down to the middle of the round, are you going to address defense and, and go after a Micah Parsons or um, one of these other defenders that can get after the quarterback or can actually tackle someone or maybe actually cover someone? I mean, are you going to, you going to attack that at all? Yeah. Okay. I mean, look, I think it's, it's very clear. You look at our defense. Um, you know, we have two just t- glaring, glaring holes that need to get covered and it's speed at the linebacker position and it's and it's our secondary. I mean, I I think Jeff Okuda is going to have a much better sophomore year. I think uh, I th- I think the the rocket scientist probably confused the poor kid and trying to get him to do things he doesn't even know what the hell he's saying because he's speaking exactly. freaking Russian. But you know, I, I he'll have a much better se- sophomore year. But yeah, we got to start. We got to use some of those resources again. To me, it's it's get that get that freak on the uh, wide receiver position, pass catching position, and then really hammer away on our, a speed linebacker and our cornerbacks um, because that secondary has to get better. We need some depth and we, and just speed, man, we need speed. I'm so tired of seeing our just like lazy linebackers, man. I give me, you know, who who's really moved the needle for me uh. is the kid from, uh, from Notre Dame uh, watching this guy's tape, man, over the last couple weeks, he he's a freak too. And I love him. I, I think, uh, I think if you can, if you can look at him at that linebacker position, I think he's going to fit the mold. Um, but yeah, we got to get some speed in that linebacker and we got to work on our secondary for sure. Chops. I've been known to to mess up a name here or there on the show, but I, I can do this one. Jeremiah Awusu Karamoa. There you go. That That's the linebacker you want. The guy can run, yep. cover. He's the new age linebacker. I mean, he's got no character off the field issues like uh, like Parsons. I, I love that player as well. It's just if they move down in the middle of the round, maybe. But I, I think there's a lot of linebackers in this draft. I mean, when I'm doing my 8 million mocks that you see on Twitter or that I'm trying to get my practice in, I feel like you can get guys in rounds two, three or four that are that are nice, you know, and uh 
and, and I'm always trying to play the board. You know that. Well, what's my thing, Chops? I want depth and I want value. That's what I'm looking for when I'm drafting players, whether it's fantasy, real life, whatever. So I think you got to play this board and like there's so many receivers, there's so many, um, there's there's a good amount of tackles and whatnot. So you, you can wait on some of these other positions too. Like I said, like linebacker. Now you mentioned corner. This is one thing that jumped out to me big time when we're talking about like, do we fix the D or do we just go crazy in the offense? I didn't even really think about it till recently. The Lions are just an abomination at the safety position. Like, we got my guy Tracy Walker, who was just, I mean, he fell off the map last year. I don't know what. He, he had a kid, and like you said, the coaching staff did him no favors. He didn't even play half the time. Then when he did, he still was getting roasted, toasted, and extra crispy in coverage. But it's like, I expect Tracy to be, be nasty this year. I think they'll just cut him loose and, and really put him in better positions. But as I was thinking about it after that, I mean, I mean it's been a couple years now I've been trying to stand up for you know Harris back there and he he just continues not to do much but maybe if they let him lose too or maybe blitz him more whatever the case may be he just seems like a washout third round pick at this point but after that we got no one I'm talking no one we picked somebody off uh, Buffalo scrap heap and people were saying the other day that he's like our, our second best guy under Tracy Walker Dean Marlowe it's like we need to get some safeties and this is a nice safety crop too you know in the probably rounds two to four you can find a nasty safety so as much as you said corners and backers I'm looking at like you know I'm looking at safeties and then on the defensive side of the ball, yeah, I need a guy that's better than Jamie Collins because Jamie Collins is not a fan favorite of mine. I know he's around, but I need a guy that can just snatch the job from him when he either is loafing out there or when he needs to be replaced, which is uh, right now. So that that's kind of where I'm at, man. Give me a nasty safety that can either run and actually get his hands on a football once or twice. That, that, wouldn't, that would actually be a good thing for the Lions. Maybe intercept the ball. They ever heard about that? Or lay that lumber and be able to come down from the safety position and just knock someone's head off like Benny Blades used to number 36 yeah absolutely man um that's I mean we that's definitely where where we got to focus you know I know a lot of people you know the the sexy pick is a is a, is an edge an edge rusher and you know I get it and I understand that when you when you pressure the quarterback it makes it harder on them but it doesn't matter if you make it harder on them if no one's covering the guys down the field Exactly. We could not cover whatsoever. Listen to this. Like, before I ask you kind of about the 2021 Lions expectations, like, listen to their front line. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, as like, we couldn't get after the quarterback worth a damn for two years, but right now our front line is Flowers, Hand, Brockers, Oquara, Austin Bryant, Panasini, Nick Williams, Charles Harris. And then you got Julian Oquara coming off the edge as well. So it's like, that's a good amount of bodies right there. I, I would go after those other positions like you mentioned and kind of let some of those guys hunt, like Austin Bryant, Hand, Oquara, Flowers especially. Like, let them let them do their thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I think, uh, uh, you know, as, mu- as, as much as it pains me to say it with how historically bad our defense was last year, I have no problem with our defensive line right now. And, and really, I have no – it's funny because I shouldn't think this way and I don't know why I do, but I don't have problems with our line. I think our O-line is solid. I'm a depth guy. Yeah. A later depth guy on the O-line will be great, but I'm fine with the way our lines are right now. I think we need speed skill positions and that's, what's going to put us over the edge. And I think that's where they got to focus on in this draft hands down. That's interesting. And I like it because 
you know, it's it's been a long time since we've been able to say the lines are, are either pretty decent or above average on the on the lines. And and people are probably listening right now going, what do you mean? OK, on the lines on the defensive side, we haven't got a sack since, you know, uh, what? 2018 it feels like you know but uh I I just think you know those guys were just not used properly I mean they they just weren't they weren't able to get after the quarterback they're too worried holding their point and I I kind of agree with you on the offensive line I feel like I've always been a proponent on this show of like hey we can't draft five starters okay I can't take five number one picks on my offensive line but we already got three up there and you should be able to figure out the right side on on the cheap but like I said if Penny Sewell's there I'm taking him and then anyone can play right guard for me at that point so I agree with you the trenches are are going to be better than expected because most people kind of like our O-line and think our D-line is trash but I I don't think so, especially if they add a body, either a vet or a, another guy that can can pressure, even from the linebacker position, can pressure. So it sounds like you want to load up on O, and then you're just going to kind of you're going to figure out the D, both uh, mostly in the draft. I got you right there. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, well, I mean, I don't want to load up on the O, but um, I definitely want I want to get I want to get the best pass catcher that we can get, and there's definitely some guys in the later rounds too, man. I mean, I love that uh, Eskridge kid out of out of Western. Oh, as much as it pains me to say that I love a Bronco as a as a Chippewa, <laughs> fire up! But uh, I mean, he's he's he'd be a great great steal if we can get him in a later round. Um, I think that you know, as far as you know, I want to touch base too because I, I know a lot of guys are really big on the on these two um, these two O linemen, uh, Swell and Slater. I'm a little con- the only concern I have with them is they didn't play last year. They have not played for, oh, you know, get when, out of when, here. when camp comes around, they will have not played football in 18 months. Oh, get out you've of got here a 300 pound monster coming at you and you got to stop that. I don't care if you haven't done <sighs> that in 18 months, I don't care how much you can bench. It's going to take time to get used to. So I'm not saying they're busts. Don't don't be putting words in my mouth, Oak. I can already see I can already see the the churning going oh, can on. Can you in your feel head. the frustration but on that I, side I of the mic? I do have a little hesitation on those two guys. <laughs> All right. Well, Chavs, like I said, we're having a good show. I'm letting you beat me up, take a few shots. Now it's now it's my turn because th- this is a classic choppy chop take, everybody. Like when I we used to be in fantasy leagues, Chops would never draft anybody that was ever injured. He he has he would take no risk whatsoever. Like did you ever think these guys have been out all year, staying healthy, lifting, running, getting themselves in phenomenal shape, studying playbooks? Like, I doubt they're sitting on the couch eating Doritos and pizzas and, and just screwing around all day. So, like, that's just a horrible take. But it's a it's a chop take. It's a I don't want I, I'm going to assume the worst and I'm going to think these guys are just they've fallen off the map. They forgot how to play football. And I take it as a positive. Like all these guys that sat out, great. That's a one other year. Your body didn't get beat up. C- great. Now instead of Jamar Chase playing like as what a junior, he's a sophomore to me. You know what I mean? That's even better when it comes to the NFL. Another more tread on the tires. So I I, I just had to kill you on that one. No, that's fine. You you can take your you can take your swing, buddy. But uh, again, I, <laughs> if listen, if you t- if you're telling me those two guys all they did was hit the weight room and they didn't have any junk food during this pandemic, you're crazy. I'm telling you right now. 
<laughs> well, I mean, they kind of have some joke for the earth. Penny Sewell is 335 pounds, but he can move like a, a, a stallion. I mean, the guy's an absolute freak and he's like 19 or tw- barely 20 years old. So that that's again why I'm going on the pick. You know, I like young, cheap quality football players and he fits all those categories so I, I I am with you like if we get that pass catcher and then able to add some of these defense you know I guess like where I'm at heading into 2021 is like I said different exciting energetic you know just different Lions team than we've dealt with in a while and I know like every coaching staff comes in and we feel like up is down left is right this is gonna be it and I could see some losses piling up and people getting kind of like, ah, you know, here we go again. But I really think it's going to be fun when they kick this season off. I know me and you have been talking about possibly like hitting up a Lions game or whatever. And I feel like, you know, we're, we're getting past this whole COVID thing. People are getting vaccinated. Like to, to go back in that stadium and have this breath of fresh air with the Lions is something I'm really excited about. Whether they win, lose, or tie to me, it's just like it's different. It's exciting. And I'm, I'm fired up about that. I really am. Where, where are you at with this team? Expectations uh, looking forward? Yeah, man. I, I'm, I'm absolutely jacked for this team. I mean, the, I can honestly say this is the first time in probably, what, three seasons maybe two seasons where I've actually I I don't expect that we're going to win 10 games but I'm excited to see what we do right mm-hmm. um because you know when, when Dan Campbell was hired I think everybody kind of went who Dan, Dan who that's the wrong Campbell we, we they, they just announced the wrong Campbell <laughs> well then the guy comes on his press conference and he he just blows everybody away and to me the thing that really made that hiring what it was is the staff that they hired around him. All these guys are great NFL minds. They're either former head coaches. They've done the job before. That was one hesitation that I had a little bit. I'm like, Dan Campbell, like he doesn't, he's never been a head coach. So what's he going to do? Oh, I know what he's going to do. Brad Holmes is going to hire all these former coaches around him and help him out. I mean, come on. How are you feeling about Deuce as a running back coach? I mean, we just loaded up on all these former players, coaches, all these great football minds, man, I am, I'm pumped. And yeah, there's going to be times where we're like, oh, you know, Dan Campbell challenged a terrible play or they didn't do this or, you know, he messed up his clock management, but dude, it's going to be a learning curve. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I'll tell you what, there, the, there's a lot to look forward to with this season. It's exciting. Um, I'm pumped. I'm re- dude. I'm like chomping at the bit for the, for draft. And then I, I see that the Lions decide to opt out of uh, of off season. And I'm like, no, I want to see you guys on the field. I want to get those takes. I want to see those picks. Come on, exactly. But yeah. um, you know, it'll get here. We'll be excited. It'll it'll happen. I, I got a couple exclusives here from Dan Campbell. Uh, Dan Campbell, you know what he thinks about the uh, the pencil, the guy that was here previously. You want to know, chops? Tell me. You've had enough of that. <laughs> you you want to know what Dan Campbell thinks about Amen. people that, that, that think bringing in former players isn't going to work. You've had enough of that. <laughs> he, Dan Campbell's had enough of these pencil pushers, these people that can draw it up on the grease board, but can't get out there and run and lift and get in there with these guys. I mean, he's had enough of that. You know what I'm saying? You've had enough of that. He's also chops. I don't. I mean, you got to get you be a veteran on the show. When you tee up Dan Campbell, you start talking about Dan freaking Campbell, and you talk about his first press conference where he just blew it out of the water. 
you got to call for your own drops, chops. And that's when you say, hit it, Oakry. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to smile at you. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. <laughs> we're going to be the last one standing. All right. That's going to be the mentality. Oh, chops, I try to play that every show because it's so freaking gold. So I, I'm right there with you, man. We cannot wait for this season. New quarterback, new Lions, new defense, new new skill players. You know, the, the good ones are sticking around that are here. I mean, I, I, I just hope it all works out as well as, you know, I just love serving up that Detroit Kool-Aid to all the fans that are just like, man, like something different, something exciting, a coach with a pulse. We can't wait. I mean, drink that in. Everybody. Drink it in. Uh... All right, Chops, man. Drink it in here soon, man. Oh, fill up that glass. Honolulu blue flavor for now. Hopefully Super Bowl flavor at some point in our lifetime. We could, That would just be incredible. But hey, man, like I said, I bugged you for probably over a calendar year to come on the show. You found ways to tell me no every time. You finally said yes. You came on. I mean, I basically didn't beat you up at all except for a very uh, minor punch here at the end of the show. We had some fun. We talked football. We laughed. We uh, got after it a little bit. Like, I just appreciate you coming on, man. It was a good time. Yeah, absolutely, man. I will uh, I will have to uh, get back to you and uh, get back on the podcast, man. I know you got some fantastic guests. It's been a great listen. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's definitely something that we got to do more often. But I do have to. I do got to take another uh, another swipe here. Oh, it's a new. It's a new era. It's a new regime. It's a new quarterback. We got to update the intro, baby. I'm tired of the <laughs> subword, and I need to hear a little golf. That, that's that's a good swipe and you know what's funny is because i always give you crap about like you know we all get so busy in that and that's been on my to-do list for a while it's like i hate it too because like i'm the guy who always wants to be up on stuff or wants to make sure everything's tight here on the show i'm the workhorse of the show always have been but like that's been on my to-do for a while and it's like i just i need to sit down and remix something like i want to stay with the same music because everybody that listens to the show is like that's the most banger intro music out here like you go listen to some of these other lions pods i mean they got nothing or it's just these uh you know reporters that just put out this bland content it's like we bring the noise with the detroit kool-aid intro but i agree it needs a little bit of a revision i'll get to it or i'll just beep him out i gotta beep him out at some point but yeah that's a good point by you to finish the show so it's like I normally would say, like, man, I can't wait to have you back on the show. We have to come back sometime. But then I'm putting the pressure on you because you're a busy man. You got a million things going in your life. You're still out there on the hockey rink doing your thing. But you know the door is always open. Yeah, next week I got Logan Lamarandier from Sports Illustrated coming on. The week after that I got uh, Joey Christopoulos from the Believe Podcast Network. We're, We're doing big things here on the show. And like I said... I don't even go out and chase these guests. I don't want to have any players on. I don't want to have any beat writers. I want to have guys like you that can talk football, make me laugh and have fun. And that's what the fans love to hear. So anytime, man, you want to come back and drink that Detroit Kool-Aid, you're more than welcome. Listen, I got my Honolulu Boo Kool-Aid sitting in my cup here right now. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm swirling it around. I'm drinking it in. And I think it's telling me that we're going to have some kind of draft special right around the draft where Choppy's going to make a comeback and, <laughs> uh, and we'll do up another show. Oh, Chops, you've seen the DTO scouting office. It's off the chain. I would love to chop it up, uh, pun intended, with you about the draft anytime, my friend. You you tell me the time, and I will uh, serve up that Kool-Aid, and we will drink it in together. Drink it in, man. Side of cornbread. Cornbread!
Everybody, drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. The draft is like two weeks away. The Lions are doing big things. Everyone's on board with this new regime. Chops brought the heat today. I was so glad to have him on. Everybody, take care. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man.